Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. What's going on, everybody? I'm Lawrence Owen. With me, as usual, are my guys Gerard Powers, Rodney McLeod, and today, wow, uh, it's Super Bowl week. All right, uh, the Pro Bowl and, and, and the games and stuff are, are, are now officially over. Uh, we might get into a little bit of conversation about some news that happened uh, this past weekend. Um, definitely going to be talking about the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs, but I just want to catch up with everybody. Uh, how's everybody's week been going? Did you did you get to watch any of the, the Pro Bowl games or, or, or what, what's going on, uh, Gerard? Uh, I had a good week. I mean, I watched little bits and pieces, but I didn't sit down and just fully watch the Pro Bowl. But uh, I, I saw it was a little different, so it seemed like it was entertaining. It seemed like it was fun. Yeah. Rodney? Yeah. Uh, weeks off to a good start. Uh, excited to uh, get away out of the country uh, tomorrow, so that'll be fun. And, yeah, I kind of had a Pro Bowl games on just in the background. I uh, thought it – Thought it was just curious enough to to watch, uh, you know, as, as seeing that it's something new that the league's put on, and just wanted to get a feel and see how how it looked. But it was it was all right, you know. I guess it, it's fitting to where the league is now, surpassing league quarterback skill positions. Love it. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll be interested to see uh, whether it sticks around next year and what what fans thought of it. More importantly. Yeah, there was a little bit of uh, shocking. At least to me, it was shocking. The uh, when Derek Carr was was interviewed on the field and, and he talked about, you know, how he, you know, will be on a different team next year. Just like pretty much made it, you know, factual rather than just, you know, everybody out here just assuming that it will. Uh, did did that catch anyone by surprise? The way he the way he said that. Uh, I want to say it was a, a little surprising, but I think it kind of showed his personality a little bit that he was trying to make joke of a, you know, a situation or trying to, you know, uh, I guess lighten the mood a little bit because um, if you go back to how it ended or uh, how he was replaced, you know, it was, you know, him, him, you know, leaving the team, not being around for the last game or so. So it was kind of a negative uh, feel for Derek Carr on how things ended uh, the season. So to see him in a spotlight on a big platform, joke about it, you know, as part of the business, it seems like he's mentally ready uh, for some new challenges and ready to go to a new team. So it was kind of good to see that he was in good spirits about it. Yeah, I like the fact, fact I guess that he moved any gray involved, right, in that, <laughs> in that conversation. And, and typically – you know, what happens is, you know, over the course of the next two months or or month, really, you would start to hear a lot of chatter about what's the direction of Derek Carr. And he's answered that question, I think, for for everyone um, and, and understands uh, his direction moving forward. So I think, you know, to Gerard's point, it's good when you can just clear the air, uh, you can mentally prepare and, and understand, um, you know, that. For in fact, like you won't be with your previous team, but it allows him to be able to just focus on what's next um, and, and both sides. Right. Like the Raiders included. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that, you know, being able to like like you said, you know, remove the gray area 
was a, a big positive. It allows fans to kind of, you know, move on a little bit, even though, you know, if, if they are, you know, obviously Carr's been with the Raiders for a very long time. And if you're a Raiders fan, you know, you're kind of on the edge of your seat, you know, so to be able to give them a little bit of a heads up is, is, a, is a, is a good thing, you know, from, from a yep. fan standpoint, from a player to a fan. Right. But, First, I want to remind everyone that Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Other news that happened this past weekend, um, apparently the Indianapolis Colts are blocking lateral interviews for defensive coordinator Gus Bradley. Um, apparently, there are multiple, like over half of the head coaching candidates for the Indianapolis Colts are, you know, actually want Gus Bradley or okay with Gus Bradley staying on as the defensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts this upcoming season. Um, that's that's kind of new for, for Gus being, you know, he's been with uh, – you know, different teams the past couple years and has, has to make a lot of moves. It looks like Indy wants to keep him around and it looks, and, and Gus has already stated that he'd love to stick around. Um, if, if that opportunity presents itself, what does that state, uh, in your mind, um, with the situation that's going on with the head coaching search and, and, and possibly Gus staying, is that, is that a positive thing, uh, Gerard? Oh, yeah, it's definitely a positive for Gus. I mean, that means that, you know, everybody was kind of pleased with the job that he brought to the table, uh, the job that he done with our defense. I mean, our defense played lights out for, you know, 95% of the season. I mean, towards the end of the season, you know, we wore out a little bit, had a couple games that was uncharacteristic-like uh, for us. But for the most part, you know, defense held the end of the stick, you know, the entire year. And I think – he's kind of getting rewarded or he's kind of being viewed around the league as a guy that can still get it done as a DC, a guy that has a great scheme, a guy that has a great personality to fit the locker room, a guy that the, the guys in the locker room believe in and the guys in the building believe in at the moment. And uh, I mean, it just shows you everybody they brought in, if they're okay with Gus being uh, the DC going forward, that means he's done a good job since he's been in Indy. And, uh, and I think it works out for both sides because before the search even started, like you said, Gus has stated that he would love, you know, to continue his career in Indy and uh, and stick around. So uh, to to at least have some of the pieces still intact, even though you're going to have a new coaching uh, change, a new staff change, it gives you some type of relief uh, that will have some, uh, some familiar error. I can't even say that word because of my, my tongue tied. Uh, but it, 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 it'll give us uh, – some type of relief to have some familiar people uh, still in the building that guys can relate to and know and have a working relationship with rather than everybody uh, coming in uh, being someone new of staff. Absolutely. I, I fully agree. Now, I've made a lot of assumptions uh, over this past month since the Indianapolis Colts 
uh, season has ended, Rodney. And uh, my thought process was if Gus Bradley sticks around for the next season, that helps uh, with the idea of maybe keeping some of the players around as well that they might not want to move on. Rodney, is that is that a uh, is there any truth to that, or or you know, I'm just curious about your thoughts on that situation. Yeah, I think there is truth to uh, guys, certain guys sticking around, and I think the benefit is when you have uh, your coordinator coming back for you know potentially a second season, is the chemistry and also familiarity within the scheme. Uh, and comfortability uh, throughout the entire defense. And so I think, you know, when you think of about why, you know, the Colts are uh, potentially making the decision to keep, you know, Gus Bradley is, is of course, the job that he did last year. You know, we understand, like, you know, where we ranked um, and, and how, you know, we played a very good stretch of, of football for, you know, majority of the season. As Gerard pointed out, you know, a few games down the stretch got away from us. But overall, I think you walk away with that season and and uh, kind of respecting the job that Gus Bradley did with us uh, as a defense. And that's an impression that he's left on everybody in that building. And, and you know for a fact that they've had conversations with several people, uh, whether it's front office, you know, other coaches and maybe even players about – the job that he did, you know, what do they think about him being a part of the future uh, for the team in this new direction? And so uh, I think you have to consider a lot of, you know, guys, core guys sticking around uh, when you uh, factor in bringing back Gus Bradley. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out. But uh, I think if you're Gus and, and the rest of that staff, then, you know, you know that is a, a positive note coming out of uh, the Coast organization right now and that they feel strongly about keeping uh, potentially Gus on as, as the D.C. And with Gus staying on, if, let's say if he stays on, does that mean the majority of his staff will probably stick around as well, like most of his assistants and position coaches and things of that nature? I would say normally that that tends to happen there, you know, just like anything else, man. There is no guarantee in the league. Um, yep. you know, and that, and that extends all the way from players up to the front office that people will be around. So you just have to wait and see. I, I would I would believe that mass majority of the core guys will probably be there. But at the same time, the new head coach, I'm sure will have some say and, uh, you know, who's a part of the, the staff as a whole. And, yeah. every, and everybody gets evaluated as coaches. So I'm pretty sure Gus evaluated every assistant coach on that defensive side of the ball. And, you know, if he feels like, you know, there needs to be a change in any area of the defense, I mean, just as a professional businessman, I mean, you're going to make those changes as well. So like Rodney said, it's just no guarantee when it comes to um, staff, players from year to year. Um, you know, but I, I, I would say the majority of, uh, the defense assistants would stick around if Gus if Gus is there, but I, it wouldn't shock me to see a couple changes. Okay, okay, um, yeah. There's there's a few guys that we're all obviously interested in uh, as Colts fans. You know, the former players, obviously that that has came back and become assistants like Cato and 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 Mike and and guys like that over there on the defense. So you know, I'm, I'm curious if Gus stays. 
how many of the other, you know, assistants and position coaches and things of that nature stick around as well. Let's move on to the Super Bowl, guys. Uh, It's this week, uh, the end of the official end of the NFL uh, happens in what six days? I mean, my goodness! It is the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, what are you most looking forward to, Gerard, in the upcoming Super Bowl? Uh, I mean, me being a defensive guy, I'm just looking at. Um, I can't wait to see how these defenses are going to attack. You know, these offenses and stop what they do best. Um, you know, obviously Philly does a lot of things to where some RPOs for Jalen Hurts and some QB design runs from Jalen. But at the end of the day, Philly is a physical football team when it comes from uh, on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm going to be eager to see how Kansas City uh, can match that physicality. And then uh, vice versa, Philly's defense has been just lights out all year. You know, uh, great secondary guys that can match up well on the outside with – uh, wide receivers, so I'm kind of eager to see how Philly's defense is gonna uh, slow down Kelsey and and slow down some of these wide receiver targets that they got because they do match up well with Kansas City's uh, offense. So I'm gonna be eager, you know, just to see the excitement of the defense and how they're gonna attack these offenses. Okay, okay, Rodney. Yeah, for myself, I think you really look at the Chiefs' defense and that. Uh, defense you have to circle and figure out whether or not they can truly stop the Eagles offense uh you know I'm particularly looking at the matchups outside you know at that at the cornerback position having two young corners but then having uh two dynamic receivers like AJ Brown and Devontae Smith you know how will the Chiefs secondary respond and they had a great matchup you know, a week ago, probably facing the best or a couple of weeks ago, facing the best trio in the league and and Boyd, uh, Chase and Higgins. And uh, I felt like they did a, a great job, but there still were times where they gave up big plays. And we know Philly has has really thrived off of explosive plays, particularly when it comes to those two individuals that I talked about. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, I, I surprisingly enough, I, I feel like the Chiefs will uh, stop, um, you know, be more effective than we think in the run game versus the the Eagles offense. Um, they play, they've been playing a lot physical uh, than they have in the past years. You know, I think I've always looked at the Chiefs defense as a bend but don't break, you know, yeah. with Mahomes on the other side. But uh, lately they've been coming up uh, big, you know, in moments where they had to stand up, get stops, turnovers, whatever is asked of them they've been able to do and so then you talk about the other side of the ball uh with the eagles defense going against you know mahomes and you know i'm really interested in seeing the linebackers versus kelsey matchup you know gerard knows what a lot of too high that the eagles might play um that will be the difference maker can kazir white and tj edwards you know really hold up kelsey that's where he lives uh in in, in that 10 yard or less you, you know window range yep. yeah so it'll be real interesting to see, you know, how uh, the Eagles defense uh, contains Kelsey, knowing that they're that that's their style of defense. And then I think you just got to look at, man, um, you know, the D line. Are they able to get after Mahomes in the way that they've done every quarterback, you know, they face this year? But, you know, the Eagles haven't played a good quarterback in some time. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, there's a lot of key matchups going around, man. You know, you got the Andy yeah. Reid offensive guru, uh, Jonathan Gannon, uh, what he's done this year. So, uh, 
you know, we got a lot to look forward to, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. I think the Eagles have a very when when it comes to just general NFL fans, um, I think they have a very underrated running back uh, on their team, Miles Sanders, who for a career has averaged five yards a carry this past season. He's he, he busted over twelve hundred yards rushing and eleven touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, could you give us a little bit of personal thoughts about Miles Sanders and 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 and, and you know uh, through the time that you've been with him over on the Eagles? Yeah, Miles, man, is a very talented uh, running back, as we all see. Uh, but what we don't see is his work ethic, you know, and I think that was started uh, his rookie year, really ingrained by uh, Deuce Daly. Uh, and I think he's really um, made that who he is. You know, that would, he would take a, a run, you know, a simple 15-yard carry and go to the end zone with it. And that's his demeanor that he's always showed. And like I said, the – the work ethic, you know, the the grind. And it's been unfortunate for him because he's always had productive seasons. The, his biggest thing has been his health. And this year you see, you've seen him stay healthy um, and be available for his team. And when he's available, he's probably one of the best to do it, not only running the ball, but he's very effective out, you know, and catching the ball out the backfield as well. And they do a good job at making sure all those guys get touches in their own way. Um, and keeping them all fresh. And I, and I think they they found a good cadence. Um, and, and you see the the selflessness out of all of them, right? Like you get down, you know, Miles might break a 20-yard run, you know, to set them up, you know, in territory. And, and, and next thing you know, here comes Boston Scott or here comes Gainwell. Uh, but you, you never see them, uh, you know, you always see them celebrating. And, and that's the 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 connection that all of them have that you know that brotherhood and 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 the fact that um it's not about me it's about we okay okay gerard the kansas city chiefs as we talked about have became a more physical team with the loss of tyreek hill and the new additions on the team this past season i'm just curious who's a guy that you feel like needs to step up um in this game uh in order for the kansas city chiefs to to defeat the the eagles uh i think it's gonna have to be juju um, I mean, when you go into these games like this, I mean, Rodney will tell you, your defensive coordinator is going to try to take away what you do best. And when it comes to the passing game, all eyes is going to be on Kelsey everywhere he goes. They're going to do, they're going to make Kelsey's life as miserable as they can make it. And I'm not saying that Kelsey is still not going to be able to get off because every game Kelsey plays, he knows that the focus is on him anyway. So it was not going to be anything new to Kelsey, but when you're playing a good defense like Philly, uh, you don't see good defenses letting the offense best player beat them. So they're going to make somebody else have to win uh, some some matchups. And when it comes on that outside and you got Slay and Bradbury that can lock up and, and match up with anybody, I feel like somebody's going to have to step up big and and um, and, and become a force in, in the wide receiver room. And, and that's why you bring a guy like Juju over, somebody that's got experience, somebody that's had success in the league with Philly, you know, and played in some big-time games, big-time moments. And this would be his opportunity to kind of showcase that and hopefully he can win some of his matchups versus two elite corners. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think he's he's definitely a guy as well. And and obviously, you got to keep your eye on, on – uh, I think some of your speedsters over there on Kansas City, I think also uh, should probably – you know, because Philly's very good at not allowing, you know, the big shots big down. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, you know, these guys – uh, some of your speedsters like McColl and all of them, they they need uh, MVS. 
they I feel like they yeah. need to kind of step up a little bit as well. Um, flip side there, Rodney, um, the Eagles, who needs to step up over there on the Eagles for them to have a chance in, in this upcoming Super Bowl? Man, that's a very good question. And I think you probably had to point to uh, Goddard. Uh, I think, you know, it's a it's a good time for for him to uh, come alive and, and not saying that he hasn't done that this year. I just think the attention to Gerard's point might more so be on, of course, the run game and uh, Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders. And then, you know, the the connection of, of A.J. Brown and uh, Devontae Smith. But, you know, who uh, do you kind of you naturally forget about and that's Gotti you know who's a, been a, a red zone target uh, a guy that Jalen really relies on when he was uh healthy this year and so I'm expecting Gotti to to show up um and be available man and and, and kind of take over that intermediate uh game uh be a part of the RPO action that Gerard talked about earlier that the Eagles love to do um, and just this, yeah, overall effectiveness underneath yards after the catch. I think he's going to be uh, a weapon that they're going to have to rely on in this game. Yeah, he's missed five games this year due to injury. So, you know, I mean, um, I don't think that even though NFL fans might, might you know, kind of have forgotten a little bit about Dallas, uh, um, there's no question if you watch – uh, the NFC championship game. I, I don't think Kansas city is going to overlook that man. Um, he's, nah, he's, he's definitely, he's yeah, baller. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and get into our predictions for the super bowl. Um, just curious, Gerard, who you got winning and, and, and why what's got here? I'm a, I'm a stick with the chiefs. That was my, my preseason, um, uh, I guess pick kind of kind of to get there and get back, but I'm gonna go with the Chiefs in a close game, maybe like 28, 24, you know, somewhere around there. I, th- I think it's gonna be a very tight game, close game, but I think Pat Mahomes puts on one of his heroic type shows and have another great game to add to the legacy that he's already had, and uh, and and I think the Chiefs overcome some adversity early in this game and just find a way to win like they've done all year. All right. Rodney? Oh, man. Yeah, you're I, on the uh, spot. You live in Philly now, <laughs> Rodney. Don't say the right. wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I truly think uh, Philadelphia is going to win this game. Uh, it, it seems as if it's it's that, it's their season. It's their year. Uh, everything that's gone on, the performance of, of literally everybody on that team, you know, how they've been so dominant uh, throughout the, the course of the year has been impressive to watch. And I think, you know, they're they're hungry um, and they're determined to not only, you know, get to the Super Bowl, but finish this thing out uh, the right way. And so I feel strongly about the mentality uh, of this Eagles team and the fact that uh, they're going to get it done on on Sunday. And so I, I probably would say 31-28. Uh, it's going to be a close one. A lot of people feel as though, you know, the Eagles are going to uh, blow the Chiefs out. You know, I don't see that happening, but I see it probably coming down um, to a Jake Elliott field goal at some point, and uh, the Eagles win this game. But, uh, you know, it will be interesting to see how the Eagles respond 
having to play four quarters of football that that's also something I'm, I'm going to be uh, watching closely. Uh, so that's my prediction though. Okay. Okay. In heart, the way I, I mean, I, I really like the the defenses of both these teams and how they played in the playoffs. And, and personally, I wouldn't mind another, you know, uh, Patriots Rams game a 12-9 game or something of that nature uh but I just after the way uh the championships games went down I have this feeling that the NFL is going to push the refs to just let the players play and I, mm. I I I feel like this could end up being one of those high scoring games uh for a Super Bowl and because uh, both offenses have very talented uh very big playmakers on on, on their offense so um if they, if they do allow them to play and, and not really do a lot of, uh, you know, flagging for, for different things, this could be a very high scoring, very, very high scoring game. Um, I, I like the Eagles in a very, very close game though. Um, it, it, like I said, it should be a, a very high scoring game, but you know, something like 38, 35 is what I'm looking at. Uh, personally, I, I do like that three points, uh, spread though. Um, but, that's it. That's what we got for today here on Believe in Colts um, going over the Super Bowl and a little bit of Indianapolis Colts news. I appreciate everybody who has watched this uh, today or listen. Please don't forget, share this to your favorite social media. Hit the like, the comment, whatever you need to do. Um, and until next time, I'm Lawrence Owen. That's Gerard Powers, Rodney McLeod. This was Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online. And as usual, Go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.